Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Phase Zero bonus episode coming at you. I'm BD, joined today by Aaron Perrine. What's going on, y'all? We got Jenna Anderson. Hey, everybody. And you know who's in the house for a Daredevil episode? That's how you know it's going to be Daredevil. This is how you know it's going to be good. We got Adam Barnhart. Thank you for having me today, this morning. It is negative six degrees out where I am, so don't mind the attire. I'm going to stay warm and stay comfortable. You really, you could have done this inside, you know. Yeah, what's the fun in that? Do you guys see like the smoke coming off my body? Just radiating the heat. <laughs> well, we appreciate you being here, Adam. Adam, by the way, everybody uh, is a published comic. He's got a comic in shops. Go check that out if you have not. I don't know if I'm legally allowed to name drop it yeah, on comic books. So all I'm going to say is go go to follow Adam. Check out his comic book. I, I'm not. I'm, I don't care if we're allowed to promote it this much. I am anyway. Uh, but also, he is best friends with the cast of Daredevil. He, they actually are probably having dinner tonight, just after having breakfast this morning. So we had Adam on because this is our Daredevil uh, Born Again Everything We Know So Far episode, and Adam has been uh, covering all Daredevil all the time on Comic Book. Really great work. And recently, just he hosts a series for us called Creators on Creators. And uh, I mean, Adam. We have clips from this that I believe that they're going to be playing for the first time. I don't think the whole thing is is, is this episode of Creators on Creators available yet in in its entirety? Yet, no. So this is a Phase Zero exclusive, man. Oh, thank you, sir. So so tell us about Creators on Creators. Tell us about this episode that's coming out on Comic Book Channel soon. I just like uh, talking to people, man, and it's kind of a, a super in depth thing. I think we went fifty four minutes yesterday with. Uh, Mr. D'Onofrio and David Mack, their creator of Echo. The last one was uh, Brian Michael Bendis and uh, Bill Sienkiewicz. And those two could have talked for four hours <laughs> if we let them. So it's just kind of like a deep dive. It might not be the, the spiciest stuff, but if, you, if you're if you a comic nerd and you like the process and scenes, you know, like an examination of somebody's mind, you can, uh, you can use the... Uh, you can use you can watch the video and just see their brains if that's your thing yeah it is pretty cool it's 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 just a more it's just a very natural conversation where people are really talking about kind of their perspectives their skills their history and i think it's a really cool series you, you do uh, and i appreciate you coming on here to talk about one that's very relevant to phase zero right now very relevant post echo with daredevil born again coming up so as i said this bonus episode of phase zero is Daredevil Born Again, everything we know so far. You're going to hear a couple things from Vincent D'Onofrio that you've never heard before. You're going to hear us talk about all the facts, all the comics that could inspire it, and kind of what we think could happen after Daredevil Born Again. 
and so I think we could just kick this off. I mean, we're, I, I know Adam is excited for yeah. Born Again. I'm, yeah, I'm shaking with excitement. Jenna, Aaron, where does this where does this one go for you? I'm very excited for this. It's, this is looking at 2025. Well, if Fantastic Four comes, it's not number one, but it's up there towards the top. I got, I'll, I'll say it's up there towards the top. But uh, but yeah, where where does this where does this fall on your kind of hype meter? Right. I was going to say, are we doing the 2025 rankings already? Yeah, um, yeah. Cut into the chase. I. It's definitely, I mean, depending on what even comes out in 2025, because as we know from the show, that evolves on a weekly basis, basically. But if this Mm -hmm. does come out in 2025, I am very excited for it. And I think especially a lot of the updates we're going to get into have me more and more excited. So it's probably in my top three, but who knows what those those three projects are even going to be by the time we get to that year. Mm -hmm. I have a bit of a selfish angle on this because I need the show to do well so that all these things will be freaking 18 episodes long. Like that's that's what I'm out here for. Like if, it, if people who say that these shows don't stick to landing and they feel rushed, or whatever, you need to be rooting for Daredevil. This is one of those K-pop situations where it's stream Luna. Like we need this to do good. <laughs> we need numbers to be where they need to be. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, the episode count is is actually the first thing we're going to talk about uh, on this show. Uh, this in in order of the notes here under our little facts tab of news that's been reported, things we know. Announced at D23 in 2022, which she might not be on today's show, but Jamie was at D23. Uh, So we have to make sure everybody remembers that fact. Uh, But uh, So Charlie Cox, Vincent D'Onofrio, they were on stage with Kevin Feige. And at that time, it was announced as an 18-episode series, which I'll I'll be honest, my first reaction to that was, wow, that's a lot of episodes. But it's more than they ever did on Netflix. Adam, when you heard the 18-episode news, what did you think of that? Uh, no, that's that was my exact first thought because uh, for for all the people that woke up at three a.m. to watch through thirteen episodes, it's like man, <laughs> this 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 is too much. Um, so when they said eighteen episodes, I mean, mm, I don't I, I don't know about that, but uh, who knows? You know, Disney Plus are certainly uh, episodes are certainly a lot shorter than the Netflix ones have been um, or were, I guess, and. Uh, um, so there was that kind of sense of relief, but 18 episodes, man, any way you cut it, that's, that's still a lot. That's half the year. That's almost half the year, third of the year, you know? That's what I thought was how much time is going to be spent on weekly releases of Daredevil, which honestly, as we, you know, we all grew up in the era of, you know, kind of half seasons where you'd have 24 episode shows, at least 16 episode shows, really, they kind of shrunk down. But I remember Lost being 23 episodes, 24 episodes, and then it shrunk down to 16. The Walking Dead started at six, but then became 16 episodes. And now we're down to these Marvel shows are doing six, which clearly for the most part, for me, isn't working. So 18 felt like the complete jump to the other side. And now with our first clip from Vincent, I mean, Adam, if you want to tee this up, you asked him, you asked Vincent about, Vincent D'Onofrio. I say that like we're friends. I'm not his friend. You're his friend. I, I have to still have to call him Mr. Fisk. Uh, but yeah, you, you asked him about this. Yeah, just asked if if he felt it was a uh, kind of return to uh, network storytelling. You know, you mentioned Lost and, and all these other, even look at Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you know, where they did 22 episode seasons mm-hmm. or whatever, you know. So I point blank asked him if if the 18 episode um 18 episodes felt like a return to television. You know, he spent so much time on criminal intent, right? Um, and then he he responded with with the the revelation it might not necessarily be 18 episodes. Yeah, let's let's Peter on stage with you and Charlie that you know 18 episodes. 
Do you feel this is kind of like a shift back to to network storytelling? I don't know. I have you know the the the, the amount of episodes keeps fluctuating. So um, I don't really know the number that we're at right now, but but it seems like there's there's a few shows that could work with more episodes than eight or ten or six, whatever. Five Echo is like five. I think this show could definitely work with more episodes. I know that Charlie is and I am too happy to do that but it's um but the number keeps fluctuating I think you're gonna have to wait for an official announcement because I don't want to say a number that we're gonna do because I'm not even quite sure what it is I find that interesting it sounds like 18 episodes ain't happening personally sounds like it right it's interesting because I followed uh I followed up with like uh, uh smart alley comment saying well let's just say 24 or 36 and will it into existence and he flat out said i'll never do that so <laughs> it's not fluctuating it's not fluctuating to the more side it's definitely sure, fluctuating yeah. much less aaron you're 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 the most analytical person i've ever met you're the prophet <laughs> what, are, what are your thoughts i i want to say 12 but it wouldn't surprise me just to be like nine just because of all the stuff Please that's no, with the no, development. No, uh, no. That sounds like what it would be. That That's just what it sounds like from that. I want it to be as many as it needs to be because there's the last three <laughs> projects. There is some visible seams from stuff getting shaved off of the project to meet a certain episode number. I think Adam and Jenna, you would also agree, right? Can I offer my uh, prediction? I would say probably 16 is probably the number I'm going to shoot for. Because I there were reports that came out somewhat recently that were saying that they have, they're going to have nine episodes for like the first bulk of episodes. But then like, who knows beyond that? I would not be surprised if like the back half of the season gets shortened a little bit. But we ultimately get a number that's close to 18, but not exactly 18. I also need to clarify, they did announce the show at San Diego. And then they had both of them on stage at D23. Because I do remember all of us at San Diego in person being like, 18 episodes is so much so i was like trying to make sure if i misremembered that or not wow i completely misremembered that then to the point that i was just about to be like are you sure but i'll take your word on it <laughs> i was googling it while you were talking because i i figured the daredevil fandom would probably let us know if we were incorrect so no but you know what happened was jamie was at d23 and that threw me off yeah yeah no yeah but i yeah i'd want to cry because aaron said nine and aaron's always right and i want at least double digit episodes i would i wouldn't be surprised if this landed at about 13 like the netflix shows we're doing uh personally but i i want i think 18's a lot depends on the release format but i don't know i think marvel tv has has quite a bit to learn in terms of just pacing episode counts all that stuff uh but yeah uh, at the time of the announcement both at san diego and the follow up at d23 there was the question of is the netflix stuff canon is it not canon I tried to get Charlie Cox to talk about it a little bit on the red carpet, and he was just like, I'm so happy to be a part of this. Uh, and there was really no comment on it. And we kind of, everybody would kind of ask this. And then my buddy Joe Deckelmeyer at Screen Rant finally asked Brad Winderbaum just flat out, is this canon at the Echo Junket? And Brad Winderbaum, who is head of streaming animation and television for Marvel Studios, said yes, if said uh, as far as I can tell, yes. And then shortly after he said that, uh, I think he personally went into the Disney Plus thing and added them to the timeline, just moved a couple things around from his like, you know, manager account where you can move things in Disney Plus. <laughs> imagine that. Imagine. The, oh my gosh. Uh, but yeah, it's so a Daredevil, the Defenders shows are added to the timeline. 
in the Marvel Cinematic Universe on Disney Plus, which we all take to mean, yes, they are all now canon. And then, of course, some people are like, but Mahershala Ali, who cares? <laughs> Shut up. Uh, yeah, I think it's great that it's canon. And so let's talk about the canon then. In your opinion, Adam, I mean, what, what kind of stuff does that bring to the MCU? Other than like, obviously, the facts of what happened, but you know, for the fans what if, that have been hashtag save Daredevil for years, and now it's kind of like the biggest win ever. It just gets to continue outright. Uh, what, what's the what's the takeaway from that? Yeah, first let me scream. Just one second, <laughs> let, me, let me shriek. Uh, someone in the comments, go on uh, Open Disney Plus. I want you to check something. Go through the original timeline. Just make sure Iron Fist is in there. Let me know <laughs> if Iron Fist is in the original timeline. Um, is Finjo coming back? So it's 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 this weird thing, you know. We're in the in the middle of the multiverse saga, so I think I made myself content with the fact that oh, this is this is you know in world two or earth two or, or something, you know, uh, and now it's canon, uh, which poses a lot of questions because I think we all thought we were under the assumption like we we're getting a new Vanessa Fisk. So did. Ms. Holt just get canned or fired or, or something, you know? Um, and there's questions like that. And of course now there's everything's in flux because they, they fired the writers and the directors and all that stuff. Uh, but Canon man, um, I all die on the Hill that the, that the defenders versus villains are the best Marvel villains we've ever gotten between Kingpin and Kilgrave. And, you know, you brought up Mahershala, um, even though Cottonmouth got killed off after six episodes because of contract negotiations and, uh, Alfred Woodard's, uh, Mariah, you know, it's, uh, the films are incredible, man. I mean, we could throw the Punisher in there too, I guess in Daredevil season two. Yeah. Um, and that's just a, um, I think that's just the product of getting 13 hour long episodes and letting these characters be fleshed out. These shows are so damn slow, man. There's, they're not, we don't have to worry about the the stakes. They're, they're microscopic in scale. We're talking, they spend way too much damn time looking up the owners of LLCs. Who wants, who wants to see that stuff, you know? And that's what these shows did. They're just so slow um, that it afforded them the opportunity to uh, explore the characters and stuff. And the end result uh, was dynamite villains. You know, I know, uh, Kilgrave, the purple man has mm-hmm. a broken neck, but it's comic books. We'll put some of that dragon juice. Sigourney Weaver's character was drinking or something in Defenders. Break my resurrect. <laughs> yeah, it's well, canon, man. You it's got canon. to spend time. You're you got to spend time on the slower stuff because these shows came out prior to TikTok. <laughs> None of our yeah, pre-Quibi days. You know what? Pre-Quibi days. Yeah, right. Quibi, well, that was a thing, right? A lot now, all these shows happen in a Quibi. Yeah, all every especially scene. if you're Jim Viscardi. Yeah, and Jim, they're they're still too long for. And I saw somebody say that I they kind of you know they're I forget what they it wasn't like anything disrespectful, but sort of like pointing out the fact that I was saying 18 episodes feels like a lot, and we used to just get that regularly. I think it's interesting. It is a really interesting perspective because I do love spending time in a show. I mean, if I rewatch Lost, I'm sure I'll be like, wow, they really spent, took some time with some of these characters and extra stuff like that that you wouldn't get in 
mo- much of the stuff we get today. I mean, in a six episode show, you just can't have an ensemble like that. You can't have the Grey's Anatomy ensemble and every character matters. You can't have Game of Thrones. Well, Game of Thrones was 10 episodes a season and then it became shorter towards the end. But that was different because they were already established. So I don't know. I mean, 18 episodes also in the MCU, 18 episodes feels a little different because there's so many other things that are going to happen over the course of four months. There's at least going to be one movie, probably, you know, there's their, their job. So it's, we've gotten so trained to think of these franchises as sort of like their events. And then they kind of happen. And then the next one happens. So I feel like 18 episodes makes that feel kind of harder to have the events happen. It would be, I, I long for the day that they could have a series going on Disney plus and then a movie releases in theaters. And that same next week you see the fallout on the Disney plus show agents of shield tried it, but like barely was allowed to even do it. Yeah. I want to see that. So I want to see that sort of cohesion in the MCU and I'll go nuts for it. Uh, the, the creative yeah. team has changed. It was Chris Orta, Matt Corman. Uh, now Aaron Moorhead and Justin Benson are directing. Uh, they previously directed moon Knight and Loki season two. they, I don't know the the remaining episodes, but I think they're also probably doing over some stuff. It sounds like this show went through a major overhaul. Originally, Karen and Foggy weren't coming back, but now Eldon Henson uh, and Deborah Ann Wool are coming back, which brings up the question of, is Vanessa getting recast? Is it the same Vanessa? Has that been answered, Adam? No, it hasn't. Yeah. Who knows? You know, the the word, what? I don't... Twitter, you know, is it, I, I don't remember if someone on Twitter or someone at THR or one of the trades said it, but uh, the pilots getting reshot because apparently something happened in the pilot that didn't flesh with the new continuity or canonicity or, or whatever. I don't know where that came from. I saw it on the internet. It could be <laughs> fake. It could be real. But no, I would guess, I mean, since it's canon, it's going to be weird. But it's also right up Wilson Fisk's alley to something to happen to the first Vanessa and for him to trawl the streets of New York City finding another Vanessa to marry. You know, so who knows? Maybe maybe that's the case. I don't know. I did not even think about that angle of it. I just assumed it would just be the same character and she would just look different. But that idea is like even more twisted. And I almost want that to happen. (laughs) Kingpin found his Vanessa variant in the same universe. He's going to, I see Vincent D'Onofrio sitting there in front of Kevin and they're talking about recasting Vanessa. And he's just like, don't you dare embarrass me (laughs) in front of Vanessa. Uh, The new showrunner, and I believe this is the first Marvel Studios title to have a showrunner, is going to be Dario Scardapene. I mean, how New York, what I mean, what a New York name, first of all. Fantastic choice just on name alone. But Scardapene, I mean, it sounds like you're from. You're from Brooklyn or the, or the area right there. I have no idea Dario's ethnicity, but it sounds like a person from New York for sure. Um, does previously to Punisher. I, I love that. I'm John Bernthal confirmed, man. Yeah. What's that? <laughs> John Bernthal confirmed. Oh, isn't John Bernthal? Like, we know. I mean, I know we know. Yeah. We know he's back. That's like public knowledge though, right? Yeah. So yeah, John Bernthal. Confirmed, confirmed, you know? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Um, so yeah, and it starts filming soon. So all this, all this leading to the fact that it is going to resume production on whether it's kind of reshoots or continuation, or obviously maybe a, probably a bit of both, but mostly new stuff, uh, starts filming soon. And Adam, you asked, you asked Kingpin about this one. Sure did. I said, Hey man, how's it going? And he said, it's great because Daredevil starts filming again. <laughs> soon. Peter, let's, let's check this one out. Uh, 
days away from restarting um, Daredevil. We're about to plunge into a lot of work. Um, things are good. Echo Echo did pretty well. I'm very happy with that. Very happy with the attention that Alak was getting. Days away now. Um, what's what are your thoughts on on the paparazzi? I know the first round we got all sorts of set photos and stuff. Did did you guys are are you going to go kingpin on some paparazzi so we don't get set photos? Can we you know suspect some set photos or what's going on? I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, last time it was interesting because the there was a couple of extras or background actors that were actually there to sneak photos, which was oh. which which just never happens. Like that's never happened to me before. So that was very strange how they got somehow got through the casting of it and stuff. But I, no, I mean, it's like I think things are going to be more secretive uh, than ever, but. You know, there will always be shots. Is that what you're talking about? Just people taking shots and posting them? Yeah. 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 Leaking I'm secrets. Sure, you know. I'm sure it will happen. Yeah. We don't plan on stuff like that. <laughs> are sure. you under liberty to to say that you're staying local to film or are you going yeah, yeah, far yeah. away? We're shooting, no, we're shooting in New York. Shooting in the studio and in the locations in New York. Awesome. Probably awesome. mostly uh, Brooklyn and Manhattan. Chelsea. Cool. On a scale of one to ten, how excited are you? We're pretty excited. Uh, the new script's great, and um, we've got two great directors. Um, love these guys, and I'm very happy. And Charlie and I both we talk, we speak every day, and are working on stuff every day. So it's good. First of all, I think we all just found out new jobs we got to apply for. Right. <laughs> Imagine fumbling that bag, man. You you get cast by Marvel Studios and you take your phone. Which person <laughs> in the chat was that? First of all. I know. Was it one of like was it a phase zero person that had an extra job? Our That's fandom's too nice. They wouldn't dare. I But if they did, uh my email address is <laughs> <laughs> Get me pictures of Daredevil. Man, uh Interesting that they, I, I think that you kind of, you, you snuck a little question there. Are you filming locally indicating the entirety of Daredevil Born Again? Sounds like it's going to be set in New York. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, there. yeah. It just exa- which surprises me because New York, like apparently when they filmed Daredevil there before, like 90% of the budget just went to the city of New York to allow them to film there. I'm oh, exaggerating wow. some numbers, but a substantial part of yeah. the budget just went to New York City to to pay for the bagels or something. I don't know. But so, yeah, it's filming. Like he said, it's filming. He said, Brooklyn, Manhattan, Chelsea. Uh, it's filming practically. I think we got some set photos from. Um, Yonkers, maybe. Um, but yeah. Plus a studio there somewhere. I don't think. Uh, what's the studio they film at in, in Atlanta? I don't think they have a New York location, but. I'm sure there's movie studios in the largest city in the world. Yeah, and, and well, it was Pinewood. Now it's, uh, I think, Trilith Studios. Mm-hmm. I think that they have renamed it, um, or somebody else bought it or something. Uh, but yeah, interesting stuff there. All right, we're gonna take a quick one to break. We can get back. We're gonna talk about the comics that uh, seem to be the most likely to be influencing Daredevil: Born Again. What happens in those comics? What we can kind of expect as a result in the series. It's a great opportunity to subscribe to the channel on YouTube, youtube.com slash C slash phase zero. So leave a five-star review and send our show to your friend. See you in a moment.
national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Welcome back to the Daredevil Born Again bonus episode of Phase Zero. Right now we're talking about the comics that might inspire the upcoming Disney Plus series in 2025, not this year, unfortunately, but we we will wait patiently while they resume filming in a few days. First of all, the obvious comic is the Born Again comic, I would have to say, you would think. But then you look at the story of Born Again and you're like, wait a second, does this make sense for the show? Uh, Adam, what are, you, what are your thoughts? For, before we talk about the story of the Born Again comic, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? Um, I, it's It's almost too dark i mean the the beginning of it's almost too dark for disney plus i can't see marvel studios second tv anything just diving straight at first into uh heroin you yeah. know or, or something like that so so born again essentially karen page gets addicted to hard h and, and reveals daredevil's identity to get more heroin um doesn't seem really the marvel studios route maybe she gets like addicted to fish oil or something. I don't know. Um, (laughs) something else. Uh, but I don't, so yeah, that's, I mean, that's the meat and potatoes of, of born again. Kingpin wears a sumo diaper throughout half the story. Um, so yeah, we'll see what happens. Aaron. Yeah. You were going to say something, but if if it's a spotlight series, you can do something. You can do something weird. You you don't have to completely like play it as right. close to the chest. I can't imagine them doing black tar on Disney Plus. I'm with you on that. But, uh, <laughs> I don't imagine. I'm like, there must be some other middle ground here, right? I have always seen the Born Again subtitle as like just more of a symbolic thing of like this is the way we can reclassify Daredevil, like mm-hmm. getting a revival without calling it Daredevil again. I, I, I even then elements of season three of Netflix's Daredevil kind of dealt with Born Again without getting fully into the heroine of it all. So I, as always with the MCU, I feel like we're not going to get a straight adaptation at all, but they're just using the name because it fits symbolically. I broke Aaron. I was not prepared to break <laughs> <laughs> and that's also like Spider-Man Homecoming. Like the, when we heard yeah. the title, it was like, oh, he's home. Mm-hmm. You know, he's back at Marvel. Uh, yeah, it does make sense. But yeah, this story then goes into Kingpin kind of picking apart Matt's life just in every way possible. Sends him to jail, right? That's born. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nuke goes after him. Nuke has never appeared in any of the Defenderverse stuff yet, any of the Marvel stuff yet. He did. He did. Wait, he did. He did? Jessica Jones. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, damn. He didn't have the face paint. He didn't have the no, but he, he did get kind of roided up by the end of yeah. that season. Like he was an antagonist in Jessica Jones. 
Okay. So that brings Captain America into the mix in the comics because of the flag on his face. So I guess in, in the defender verse, the story will be, well, he didn't have a flag on his face. Steve Rogers didn't care. Uh, but now maybe if this story does happen, Sam Wilson will care if this guy starts to act like a Patriot, but a villain, uh, then ultimately, you know, I think Matt and Karen kind of just come out of this one, you know, is like they, they live. Karen gets kind of her life together, right? She starts out as she's trying to pursue acting in the beginning of this and is addicted to drugs. And it's, so it's not going well. And then ultimately it goes better than that in the end. So I don't think this is, a. I don't think, and somebody said, yes, we have seen versions of this in daredevil, uh, Damon gray in the comment section. This was basically parts of daredevil season three. The identity aspect of it is going to be interesting because then this all leads to devil's reign as the next book that I think is very likely to be adapted, which starts with Kingpin knowing that he knew daredevil's identity and having to remember it. And he's mayor and he outlaws vigilanteism. And this all seems like stuff that would be very likely for daredevil born again. So maybe whatever echo did to Kingpin stripped him of some knowledge. Mm-hmm. Thoughts? I, I just thought it was still, we've said it on the show of just like the trauma of it all. I feel like that was kind of paramount. I, it would be mm-hmm. funny if that was kind of a side effect of that, but I'm excited for the Mayor Fisk of it all. I'm excited because in the comics, I think Matt becomes like his district attorney. And so if they played with that in the show of like him having to work with Kingpin as a civilian and then fighting him as a vigilante, I think that could be very cool. So I'm excited by it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think the idea of outlawing vigilantism in New York would be really cool. I don't think there's enough New York heroes. I mean, the defenders are there. We just haven't really, like, I, we're still so uncertain if we're going to actually see them. Um, but, you know, Spider-Man is a factor in that. And I just have a hard time believing Spider-Man will actually be a factor in that. But also Spider-Man's barely in New York anyway in the MCU. Like, the closest we've come is see him swing above Rockefeller Center and through whoever bought Avengers Tower, hollowed it out, and added some greenery. So this dude is just barely in New York anyway. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think that's an interesting thing. This story also calls for the Purple Man. I would love to see Purple yeah. Man come back uh, only if it's the same actor. Do not recast that role. Uh, there's a lot of other Avengers in the story, like Luke Cage runs for mayor. That pisses off Tony Stark. Uh, and then, you know, in the end, ultimately, Mayor Fisk cannot be mayor anymore. So Luke Cage just becomes de facto mayor. I don't think all that's going to happen, <laughs> but it could be cool. I always thought we were headed to a place where they were going to outlaw vigilantism as soon as we got stuff in uh, No Way Home and some of the other stuff that happened in Phase 4. I always thought we were getting here. I didn't think it would be through this. That is interesting. I always thought it would be Department of Damage Control, but having this do it makes uh, a lot of sense, too. So I'm like, how do we get there? How do we get there? You know, he also teams up with like he also like uses the thunderbolts and stuff. So, you know, mm-hmm. you know who else would be using the thunderbolts? Would be the first guy who helped outlaw superheroing in the MCU. So we'll see. I think it does. It does align. It does make sense. I'm curious. Like it's just these ideas make Daredevil: Born Again sound like a really, really big show in terms of characters and scope. And I don't really think it's going to be that. I think this is going to be similar in scope to the shows on Netflix, which I think it should be. If it goes bigger, great, but only if it works, only if it's balanced. 
I think it's thematically going to match the comics that we just referenced and also just like Mm -hmm. some of the other Daredevil source material that they didn't get to on the Netflix show. Like, obviously, Vincent said, like, they're going to stay in New York, but I feel like the run where he goes to San Francisco might be a little bit of an influence Mm -hmm. on the the show, even if it's still set in New York. So I think it's just more about the tone and like the overarching theme and less about like how many cameos we can expect. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I only want the other heroes to play a part if they're integral to the story. You know, like the Fantastic Four are arrested in, in Devil's Reign or members of the Fantastic Four are arrested in Devil's Reign. So we're not going to see that, obviously. I don't even think we're going to see Spider-Man go to jail. Like I really barely, uh, Kamala and Kate are both in New York right now. I, I, I could actually see Kate Bishop playing a part in this show, but also at the same time, I will not in any way be surprised if she doesn't. And I don't really it's care. Like, it's, it's really unique because I think the champions had like an anti-vigilante thing before they did yeah. the anti-vigilante oh, thing long. before. Yep. Yeah, before Devil's Reign and stuff. So, I mean, leave it to Kingpin to bring back the Sokovia Accords <laughs> out of nowhere because of the events <laughs> of Secret Invasion somehow. And it's just going to snowball into whatever. Who knows? Maybe, or would they actually do like a Kingpin post-credit scene at the end of Thunderbolts? That would be cool as he's looking for his own, like, bodyguards or his own team or, or something of that nature. But I mean, I just hope the, the mayor fist thing kicked off with uh, Charles soul. And I think that started in 2016 and it just wrapped up last year. So we're talking like seven ish years worth of comics. Um, so I hope it's not like he's not elected um, and born again. And then he's also recalled and born again you know or he's not but i think what devil's reign ended with them him wanting to run for president or the people wanted him to run for president but then he sailed off into the quite literal sunset spoilers for for a really good comic um so no i just wanted to last a little bit you know yeah that's a problem i think the mcu has every villain is one and done except for like loki and so few exceptions a villain shows up and their story is done in one project and then there are a couple of exceptions along the way. Um, you asked, Adam actually asked uh, Vincent D'Onofrio about his thoughts on some Kingpin comics. We have a clip of that as well to play here on Phase Zero. Part of Wilson Fisk's canon. It, it, he's such an interesting character. There's been so many, there's been a few versions of him and stuff. And I, I just love that so much. And I get in, inspired by the uh, by a lot of the art that's in the comics, you know, particularly when I'm thinking about Kingpin or, you know, Wilson Fisk and, you know, the Miller runs were, were always very exciting for me. And I found early on before I met David, I found some of his stuff. The first couple of paintings that he did of Fisk were, were really, really, truly inspiring. I didn't get to tell him that for a while, but eventually we, I did get to tell him. And then he was just like super helpful with, turning me on to maybe stuff that I didn't have or anything that he, he offered his help. And that conversation kept going too with David Mack chiming in about the books and stuff. So if you want to see more of that, you're going to stay tuned on the comicbook.com YouTube channel for creators on creators. And what do you know when that's going to be released? Yeah, I know that's still being edited right now. No. But. Yeah. It's, it's big and beefy just, just <laughs> like Kingpin. So I don't know yeah. when, uh, when it's, it's going on. But, so uh, what soon. I'm hearing is subscribe to the channel and turn on notifications so yeah. you don't miss it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, so that's 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 a lot. I think anybody have anything else they want to add to the comics topic here before we take a quick break and talk about where we think the story could go after Daredevil Born Again? Nope. 
Okay, cool. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to talk about where the story could go after Daredevil Born Again. Subscribe to the channel, leave a review, send it to a friend. See you in a moment. Welcome back to Phase Zero's Daredevil Born Again bonus episode. We're wrapping this up by talking about what could happen after Daredevil Born Again before they even resume filming. Adam, I'm yeah. coming to you. I'm putting you on the mm-hmm. spot. The future okay. for Daredevil. Personally, yeah. I have a big idea. I have I have lots of ideas where this could go. In some places where mm-hmm. we know this could go, I think. What do you think happens after Daredevil Born Again? Uh, we still get Daredevil stuff. You know, I you can't you can't just throw Charlie Cox to the wolves after one showing. You know, mm-hmm. um, and that's the thing. Daredevil's not a twenty-year-old uh, character character or anything like that. You know, so I think he can he could stay around. There's plenty of source material they can do. They could you know Law and Order SVU it and just have Daredevil do like real life cases or based on s- similar cases or, or something like that, you know? So, so we'll see, you know, I don't think, um, I, I did ask, uh, Vincent how long he has left in the tank. And he says, uh, he'll do it now. He'll do it as long, long as Marvel studios, um, wants him to, because for Marvel television and the Netflix stuff, apparently they didn't have, uh, the budget for visual effects and practical effects to help beef kingpin up. So he had to physically gain all that weight. Um, which I didn't know if you guys knew that, but gaining weight that quick isn't too good for the body. Um, so he didn't want to do that anymore, but for Marvel studios, he did confirm he wears, he didn't call it a fat suit. It was, he called it like a, a muscle suit, something, or I don't know. You guys have to watch the video to find out. Um, but since he can do that now, um, he's willing to play Kingpin, however long he says, or however long Marvel Studios wants. He says he'll he'll keep welcoming the paychecks. The the Unquote. only place we know for sure we're going to see Daredevil, or at least have reason to believe with legitimate reason, see Daredevil after this, is that Avengers Campus ride. He was oh. in the concept art for the multiverse ride with King Thanos as the bad guy. So that just leaves me later. Like they, they know that what daredevil is. This is one of their most valuable characters right now. <laughs> and Charlie Cox is beloved. And I think daredevil born again needs to be a success. And then I think it's just inevitable. He joins some version of the Avengers roster. I'm really excited to see him start forming relationships with more and more Avengers, you know, him and she Hulk. Well, they certainly have a relationship, uh, him and Peter Parker, and who has he met anyone from the Marvel Studios titles and an echo, but like they don't really know each other. They just kicked each other a couple times. So uh, it'll be interesting to see him start developing relationships. And I could, you know, I could see that being something really fun to explore. And I think it's inevitable that he's in the upcoming, you know, Marvel titles. I hope so. I I agree with what Adam said in our previous segment of talking about Kingpin being mayor. I really hope that is something that lasts in the universe for a while. Like I could conceivably see him still being mayor up until and through Secret Wars just mm-hmm. to like 
have this extra conflict in the background and to just also have another figurehead in the universe. Because there are so many times in this franchise where we don't really know or care about the president or the government. And so I think having him be mayor as Secret Wars is ramping up could be really interesting. Mm -hmm. I'm also going to echo what Damon said in the chat, which is eventually I would love it if we got to Elektra as Daredevil, because that run has been good. That costume is incredible. So if there was any ways to eventually get to the point where Matt kind of semi-retires and Elektra comes in, that would be so good. Aaron, you're muted. Uh, the smile on one Brandon Davis's face if they actually get Jennifer Garner to do that. Imagine, <laughs> imagine. Or Elodie Young. She would also absolutely <laughs> kill that. I mean, it would be so good. I, I tell you, a hair brain shot in the dark thing because there's been a bunch of things. Adam has said it. A couple of other you know, contemporary sites have said it where they're like, this guy should be the main bad guy. Just forget about Kang. There's only one scenario where I think that could actually work. And that is if you crib the greatest hits of other things. So if Harrison does not live through Captain America Brave New World, it leaves a power vacuum and a traumatic event where half of the country realizes that the government's not good. And because we're dumb Americans, what do we do when that happens? We elect the most memorable face possible. So you just have him do the Giuliani thing where he's the name you can trust and have him be the president of the United States and Lear Thunderbolts in developing century and trying to get a collider so we can get Vanessa back and that exacerbates Kang or whatever is going to happen to get you Secret Wars. And that's how you can possibly do it. Damn, Aaron, you just gave that away for free. Seriously. I mean, that's it. That's a billion dollar movie right there. Yeah. I, yeah. Dude, I, I, if everybody just going to yell about it, they go. I, 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 they hear y'all. He's not going anywhere. I firmly believe he's the villain of Spider-Man 4. Firmly. Like, you all, you willed this into existence now. We're all on the ride now. Does anybody want to get off? It's too late. So I think that's what's going to happen. Oh, I'm here for it. So, you know, they, they've teased Kingpin as sort of the Thanos of the street level New York pocket of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That was another cl- uh, quote from Brad Winterbaum to Joe over a Screen Rant. And, uh, Adam was the first one to tell Vincent Zanofrio that Brad Winderbaum said that. Check this out. Bomb was was talking about how Kingpin's the the Thanos of the uh, street level storytelling Marvel Studios is now doing. Do you want to continue? Do you wish to have the continue or character continue residing at that kind of scope of storytelling, or are you hoping one day? I mean, Avengers Secret Wars is is coming up in four years now three years do you do you ha- hope to be in secret wars or what uh where do you want kingpin to find home at everywhere everywhere <laughs> you know i i don't i don't see why he has to just be in one situation part of the storytelling in echo is is that his his reach has gotten further he's gone from just controlling hell's kitchen and certain stuff coming in from the Ports of Manhattan, his the veins of his business have are running wider across the country, and I think, and I think eventually across the world. So he is sort of in every place. That's the way I see it. I see as Vanessa and him being um, quite powerful, and so I really do mean all, all everywhere. You know, I, I love the fact that Brad said that, by the way, because. You know, I didn't know that he said that until you told me. That's that means that there's lots of jobs to come. That's good. 
It's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I really appreciate um, when actors seem to genuinely care about yeah. their character they're playing in these worlds. Like Tom Hiddleston expresses it and Vincent D'Onofrio expresses it. And it makes me appreciate it even more. And I think that's part of why characters like the people I just named or characters played by the people I just named turn out to be such great characters with longevity and investment from the audience. But yeah, I think uh, Kingpin could be a pretty big bad for the MCU. Secret Wars makes this hard to figure out though, because it's so close com- by comparison to like the, the number of titles we're going to get until then. Like, I'm just like, how are we going to tell all these stories fully and thoroughly to their maximum potential before getting to Secret Wars because it feels like they all have to be told before Secret Wars. You say that, but I feel like we've been joking on the show of like inevitably Secret Wars might get delayed again. Like there might be a completely different plan for the slate than what we already know. So there is a chance that like the the way that they're kind of retooling Daredevil and kind of like stepping back and pivoting, they might be doing that with a lot more projects than we realize. And there might be time and space to kind of like tell a story of that magnitude before we get to Secret Wars. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, that's our show. That's our daredevil. Is there ever, is there anything we we know that we didn't say in our everything we know episode of Phase Zero centered around Daredevil: Born Again? I think we covered it. I'm sure there's something. Somebody somewhere is listening to it in their car, screaming, "You, you didn't mention this thing." Well, good. You already know. So so. Mission accomplished. All right. Well, thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Thank you for having being here. We're going to go around the horn here. Jenna, any last words for today's show? It's at Hey, it's Jenna Lynn on social media. And as always, go read some comics and go read Adam's comic and go read Daredevil and Kingpin comics. Aaron? Uh, it's absolutely important. I'd like to extend a severe thanks and gratitude to the staff over at Sports Illustrated and over at Pitchfork, which helped uh, form my identity as a young writer. It is sad that these things are going away. If you like things, go read them, go buy them, go patronize them, or they go away. Go to comicbook.com. That's right. Please. (laughs) Absolutely. As well. Adam, thank you so much. For joining us, dude. Thank you. Congratulations on another great piece with on Creators with Creators with David Mack and Vincent D'Onofrio and for allowing us to uh, share some of it on Phase Zero. Any last words for today's show? No, thanks for having me. This is how I find Sports Illustrated is no more. So that's me too. This is the first I've heard of you as well. Yeah, rough man. It's not good. Stinks. Dang. Well, thanks for having me. Anyways, like BD said, read comicbook.com, and like Jenna said, read read some comics, please. There it is. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you on Wednesday for another fantastic episode of Phase Zero. We'll hope we'll see you there. Please subscribe to the channel on YouTube. We are growing quite quickly this year, and I really, really appreciate that. We're all grateful for that and the opportunities it helps bring us. Obviously, we said this was going to be a spotlight episode week. Uh, we are still working out scheduling for a pretty exciting spotlight interview. I just don't like saying names out loud because if they don't work out, you know, it is what it is, but we're still working to do some cool interviews with you guys. Our, our last few spotlight episodes have been really well received. I think this has been a fantastic episode that we kind of came up with yesterday. We were like, what can we do? And I was looking through the chat. I was looking through the site. I was looking at what's performing and people really are invested in Daredevil. And I was like, you know what? We don't really talk about Daredevil enough on phase zero. So we did it today with the Daredevil guy. Boom. Adam Barnhart. Thank you so much, everybody. Five star review. Play our show for your mom. Play it for your dog. Listen in the car. Take a picture of it on your TV screen and tweet it at us. We appreciate it. Have a fantastic weekend. See you soon. Stay warm, Adam. Bye. Thank you.